1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in everybody, Ethan here. Hey
0: everybody, Mike here.
1: Welcome to the Blue Note Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things blues. It's episode number 35.
0: Oh, it's the Billy Huso episode. Believe it or not, there are only nine blues players in franchise history that have ever worn the number 35. So it's not hard to be able to believe you know, that we're going with a guy here like Billy Huso, considering in the last, oh, I don't know, 20 plus years, we've had Brent Johnson, Hanu Toivonen, and Chris Holt along with Huso. Before that, you know, you had Jim Carrey, Christopher Olsson, Steve Tuttle, I mean like it's it's very 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 minor players that have ever worn the number 35 here. So, I think Billy Huso was a complete steal for this episode. You know, last season he went 25-7 and 6 with a 9.13 save percentage and 2.56 goals against average. Just unbelievable season here from him. Unbelievable season. I'm not going to go too terribly deep here into it. If you want to, to find out more information, look either of us up. Look up Billy Huso here or just watch him in Detroit right now. He's not doing as well, I think, as like what – well, actually, numbers. His numbers actually, at the
1: end of last season, what, like he could have easily had like a 928 save percentage last season. Like he yeah. had a couple bad games at the end.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, right now, I mean, he is 5-2-2 two, and two, with a 920 and a 2.54. So – He's he's doing pretty much exactly what he did in St. Louis. He's just not getting
1: and you know, those are numbers. His last five games, he went 30 of 31, 33 of 34, 24 of 24, right, 31 of 33. And then his last start against the Rangers. He gave up eight goals and he still has a 920 save right. percentage. So, right.
0: So, his numbers have been extremely bloated here yeah. at this point. So, yeah. So, Billy Huso, he's our number, uh, our episode 35 guy. Again, if you want to be able to find out some more information, you'll be able to chat here about Billy Huso. Shoot us a message. Uh, look us up here on Twitter or just, you know, tweet here at the pod.
1: Yeah. He, he finished seventh in Vesna voting last season. So, Yeah, Pretty good. He was right there with Thatcher Demko and Tristan Jari in the voting. So maybe he wasn't a fluke. I mean, I obviously think the Blues had to make the move or the decision Mm -hmm. of letting him go. Mm -hmm. Really difficult decision, but they were already locked into Bennington, so we know why they did that. But, you know, I'm happy for Vili I mean, he's he's having a good season. Uh, I thought he had no business being as good as he was last season, given how bad he was before that. But, hey, he's found something. Mm-hmm. I don't think opponents have figured him out that much, except for maybe the Minnesota Wild might have figured him out because the playoffs were not great last season. Uh, but, hey, been better. shout out to Villahuso. Yep, absolutely. And uh, make sure you uh, hit that subscribe button. If you're listening to the podcast, you don't want to miss a single show. Give us a review if you love what we're doing. You can get involved with the conversation over on Twitter at TBNPod. Be sure to follow uh, our personal accounts. Mine is at EthanCarterSW. Mike's is...
0: At M underscore Meyer three. And uh,
1: yeah, let's get into it. I mean, an interesting week of uh, of blues hockey and not interesting in a bad way. Like it had been the couple weeks before. Interesting in a maybe starting to come out of it way.
0: Right. And I don't know about you. I called a two and two record. I said, we're going to split the week. They did it in a different way than I projected, but there's still two and two. There's still 500 here on, on the, on the week. I
1: I said three I and one, so I was wrong.
0: You were optimistic.
1: I said three and one and a loss to Vegas. So I was really wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So don't take Ethan to Vegas, is nope. what we're saying. Don't take do him to Vegas. Bad idea. Yeah. Um, they had some some good and some bad. So let's um let's look back here. So had a couple of injuries. Logan Brown and Robert Portuzo. Back to back days, the ninth and the tenth, it's just to kick off the week. And it's fantastic. Great stuff. Um, so both players were actually placed here due to upper uh, upper body injuries. Brown, I'm hoping he comes back sooner than later. It seems like it's not going to be anything long term from what it's kind of sounds like with Perube. Um, He's a player that I was really hoping to see a lot more on the bottom six, and he just he has not looked great this year. But there's also, I don't know, like a million and a half players that the Blues have eligible to play on the bottom six that Brown may just end up being a guy who is a casualty.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, I don't don't see how you put him in the lineup when he's back. If they have the current system of like, Mm -hmm. I think Pitlick's been really, really solid for this team. Right. Right. I think and, even though yeah. Levo is not playing in the bottom six right now, he's been good. I think Alexandrov, mm-hmm. you see flashes there. I don't think there's anybody in this lineup in the forward group unless there's another injury that you could take out and put Brown in because Brown has just simply not been what has been expected of him. And right. does somebody claim him if they have to pass him through waivers? I mean, that's a situation that could happen.
0: Yeah, and there's there's a couple different players that I think that – are playing right now here, just like as additional bodies here up in St. Louis that I just like Nathan Walker. I don't see him being a realistic option. That's going to crack this lineup. I think he needs to get sent down one just to get him some reps, but two, I just, I just don't see him actually cracking this lineup. I think he's actually dropped on the depth chart.
1: Well, let me ask you this. What do you what do you do with, with Torpchenko right now? Because he's not playing. They wanted to give him a bit of a reset. I don't really know what you do there because yeah. I don't see how you, unless there's another injury, like I said, I don't see how he gets back in the lineup within the next couple of weeks.
0: It's it's going to be really tough with a guy here like Torpchenko. He, he played really well last season. And then, of course, he had the injury, and he comes back, what was it, a month early? A couple months early. I think it was
1: December when they expected him back.
0: Okay, so he came back okay. So let's let's call it 2 months early he comes back. This week we have Colorado, Chicago, Washington and the Ducks. If Berube wants to put him back in a game, I could see him coming back either against Chicago or Anaheim. I think I think you're going to see him back in at least one game this week and I think the latest Obviously here for the week, obviously, you know, that's the last game here of the week here. I think the game that you have the highest likelihood to see Torobchenko back in the lineup is against Anaheim. Who comes out? That's the tough thing. I I don't know. It's maybe Lievo.
1: Here's a name depends. for him. Achari? Move Alexandrov to center? I mean,
0: I don't, possibly. I don't know. I don't know, and that's the really tough thing. I'm like you've got,
1: I think it probably would be Alexandrov, if we're being honest. I think that's the route that they would go. I'm not saying it's the right move, but yeah. I also think like it's tough for me to see them taking Levo out with two the points only, in two games.
0: Yeah, and now that I'm looking here, and we can really get it to like to the week ahead here, like as we round out the podcast. But in, in terms here of just getting Torbchenko back in the lineup, it may actually be on the back to back. Because they've got a Wednesday, Wednesday at Chicago, Chicago Thursday yeah. at home here against Washington, and it may be in the back to back. Yeah. So, I uh, these guys are able to get back here into the lineup. They've got some injuries, but it's been mostly here to their defensive squad. And when they've got, again, a million and a half guys that they can be able to throw into the bottom six and a, a very, very small handful that are able to play within that top six role here right now and actually complement players, it's really, really tough, I think, for Barube to logically put a player up there. And especially when a guy here like Logan Brown comes up and he's and he's ready to come back. I don't know. I don't know. It's It's... It's not a great situation. It's not great.
1: Yeah, I mean, depth is great to have, but in situations like this,
0: when it's it just a bunch of guys, it's
1: really hard. Yeah,
0: it's just a bunch of bodies. That's all that it is. You know, you've got guys you can be able to sub in when guy when when your main roster, like your daily starting lineup, guys are needing a rest. Those those are the guys that we're talking about plugging back into the lineup. And maybe they can reclaim some magic that they found last season. I don't know, but well,
1: one thing that I think with this team right now is I don't think I think you have to ride the sod O'Reilly Levo line as long as you mm-hmm. can because they've been really really good in these last two games. And yeah. I I don't really think O'Reilly was that great uh, in the first period last night, but he really picked it up. He started to play a much simpler he's... game. Yeah, uh, I think he's,
0: he's picking it back up.
1: I think Panger said something on the broadcast about O'Reilly talking with Steve Ott or something, and mm-hmm. O'Reilly's trying to play too fast, not playing like himself. I think we saw a lot more of the O'Reilly that we're used to in the second and third period, because there were some moments in the first period of that game against Vegas where I was like, he is so bad. I don't know what happened. I hate to have to tweet this, but God, he was so bad. But, hey, it seems like he might be figuring it out. And I think sod and Levo – are good fits for them. I mean, they Mm -hmm. both can play the two-way game. They're both kind of sneaky, fast skaters. They both can make plays and score, like we saw Saad scoring in that game. So, And then Levo got an assist on the O'Reilly goal. So I think you got to ride that line as long as possible. Um, Mm -hmm. So obviously I don't think Levo should come out just yet. I think they'll probably go the route of Alexandrov, and then it'll be a similar discussion to why in the hell did they bench Mikula for that game. Similar discussion to why you bench Alexandrov, who's been pretty good. He hasn't put up any numbers, he's, but you see. No,
0: but he's looked impressive. Yeah. He's made a couple of different plays. And especially in his debut game, there was a couple of plays that he made both offensively and defensively. That boy, he looked real good. And I think he could be a consistent mainstay here in this lineup moving forward. He and got robbed by
1: He got robbed by Aiden Hill last night. Should have been his first goal it was a two-on-one with Achari. And mm-hmm. he threw a huge shot right at Aiden Hill. It was a great yep. play by him. But uh yep. you you see something with Alexandrov for sure.
0: Yeah, and it's it sucks to say because I don't know at this point either. Obviously, you know, with some of these corresponding moves, you had Alexandrov come up, but then you had Jake Neighbors get sent down. And I mentioned it before in the podcast that Jake Neighbors is just he, he's a casualty. He's a guy who's eligible to, he is non waiver eligible. I don't know how, how are you going to, to phrase that here? I'm, I'm, it's, it's late here for me. I've had a long day. <laughs> um, he's not eligible for, for waivers and he can get sent down freely without worry. And you needed a guy like that to be able to make a roster move. Yep, And he was just an innocent bystander. He's looked good, but he also hasn't produced offensively. So there's are giving be back. him more of a chance. Right. Oh, he'll be back. Yeah. But right now, bringing him back up, where do you put him at?
1: Well, and I think you cross that thing. bridge when you get there. And I also think that it's good for him to be able to go down to the AHL, play top-line minutes, mm-hmm. play on a team that wins games because he had not right. seen any winning, really, uh, other than the first few games. So to be right. able to go down and be able to feel what it's like to win some games, mm-hmm. I think that'll be good for him. Uh, and I just think that's a move that the Blues had to make. And neighbors is only 20 years old. Uh, I think it's a good thing that he's going to play some time in the AHL. I think most players need to and and do.
0: Um, well, both you and I both said at the beginning of the season it would not shock us, and honestly, I would have – had him down to begin the season in the I NHL. Think, I I think
1: that's fair, but I also think that he was like way way too good in the preseason to not give him a look. Him and Logan Brown both mm-hmm. were way too good in the preseason to not give him a look. And uh, if you look at Neighbors right now, he's got a one assist. He's a plus two in two games so far. In spring he season. set
0: up he set up the game winning yep. goal here. I believe last night it was a yeah. real pretty goal, real pretty. So, um, so let's look back here last week. Again, the Blues were two and two, as I predicted. Not so much, Ethan, but that's okay. You, you, that's you did okay. do that. You got that's me. Okay. So now they're five and eight here on the season. Their overall record doesn't seem great, but you know what? We'll just keep chick, chipping away here to get above five hundred, and that's fine. Back to back losses. Are you surprised at the losses? Let's let's talk. Let's talk the Eastern road trip I want to make sure I didn't say Ethan road trip Eastern (laughs) road trip here really fast are you surprised by the Boston game no I'm not no I'm not that was the
1: Jim Montgomery revenge game
0: yeah yeah so they had Blues took on the Boston Bruins here on Monday and they lose three to one that what sucks oh it sucks They tied the game midway through the second period. Braden Shen, beautiful play. And then it was just boom, boom plays here in the third period. Bergeron at 1245 and Trent Frederick here at 1628. Oh, I don't know about you. When we went into the third period tied, I was like, okay, okay, we can do this. I think we've I think we can do this. And then and then it just happened. It just happened.
1: I mean, special teams dictated this game so much that it really was yeah. the Jim Montgomery revenge game because the Bruins yeah. score two power play goals. Uh the Blues go 0 for 4 on the power play and they were horrible on the power play by the way in
0: we'll, that game. We'll get to the power play.
1: Bad. Really bad. We'll get bad. to the
0: power play. Yeah. I again. I had hope because you limited the Boston Bruins to eight shots in the second period. Eight shots. There was hope. But like you said, when you don't convert, especially on on special teams, and you're given the opportunities, you you got to, be able to take at least you got to go at least one one for three, one for three in that game. But. I don't know. I mean, again, it was going to be a tall task. Both you and I figured that we were going to lose that game going up against one of the top two teams, top three teams here in the NHL in their home barn. It's, it's unlikely that they're going to be able to win that game. So then they go to, they go to Philly. This one stung. This one stung. You go up against Felix Sandstrom, who had never won a game in the NHL. Now, every single goaltender is going to win one game at some point in time. They're bound to. But when you have who was all out, it was our th- top three guys were out and injured. And I'm not, I don't have these guys here pulled up here, but you had who was it? Cam Atkinson. He was out. Um, and Ethan, I need you to be able to fact check this here all. But you know, their top three scores were all out and injured.
1: Let me uh, do some digging here.
0: You had, yeah, you had the opportunity, you had the availability that you could be able to to find something and be able to get something going here on a on a back to back, and it just, oh, Sean Couturier, Cam Atkinson, and James Van Riemsdyk, yeah. three of their top. I'll say three of their top four players.
1: And you avoid Carter Hart. That's the big factor. Like you said, yes. you're not facing Carter yes. Hart.
0: Yeah, because he, he was, was having he was a great he season. Had, he had a stomach bug. I don't know if he had the poo-poos or or if it was or if it was the tossing cookies, but um he he had a stomach buggy. This one stung. Five yeah. to one. You let up three goals in the second period again. Yep. You were outshot 18 to 9 in the first period against the Flyers
1: who are not known to shoot the puck on net at a high level. at a high rate and you face a goaltender who had given up 11 goals in 3 games and you score one against him pretty bad. Yeah. This was this was the uh if it hadn't happened already, this was probably the rock bottom game of the losing streak, and thankfully it was the last game of the losing streak. But this was this was a a really bad one.
0: I don't know about you, I got I got kind of excited for this game because if you remember, and and everybody was looking back here like, well, the Blues, you know, they were rock bottom, and then they turned it around in Philly. Bennington made his start. Like, oh boy. Slap in the face that
1: they started Thomas Grace. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But you're not gonna start Bennington two games in a row. And I don't know. To his credit, Grice looked good. Grice was hung up to dry in those five goals. Yeah. Yeah. As as the goaltending has been all season long. Ryan O'Reilly got his one goal. So he had he had put up his second goal of the season at that point. I don't want to get too terribly much into it because, like, I'm getting mad just just even just looking at the box score here at this point. But oh man, that was ugly. That was an ugly, ugly game to watch. I just any any thoughts? I I need you to be able to I, I need um, to take a second. <laughs> well,
1: you know, I think it helps that they ended up. Figuring things out after that game, uh, I think they, they like I said, I think it was really a rock-bottom game. We saw the worst of Cairo in this game, minus two, had some scoring chances, pretty much a normal game for him this season, which is to have some great scoring chances, and then also have some really disgusting and bad plays that mm-hmm. lead to goals for the opposition, and... uh yeah, just uh, not not a good night. They had a couple fights, so that was good. Even though Sealer kind of really got the best of Shin, but either way, the objective of Shin fighting was not to win; it was to get the team fired up. Obviously, it didn't work. Right. But he did. And it. then you
0: had then you had Bortuzzo have a fight. I mean, what like ten seconds yeah. later?
1: Yeah, less than a minute later with uh, Zach McEwen. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you know you you just you you have another terrible second period uh, where you just give up you know, pretty much what three goals in the span of like nine minutes. So pretty bad.
0: When you have a team there, I'm I'm looking back here at the scores again, five players were positive plus minus that game five. So luckily it's not all just one line, one group, whatever. I mean, it's everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So at least you can say, well, we all suck. So, Fair, yeah. So there's that. You could I say don't that. know if that's a great thing, but you know what? It's it's not one person's fault. It's everybody's fault. But when, I mean, th- that's another game. Did Logan Brown leave that game injured? I think he did.
1: Yeah, he played 555. He, yeah. I mean, neighbors played eight minutes. I think Bortuzzo either didn't play it very much or got hurt in that game as well because he only played nine minutes. Uh, Torpchenko only played nine minutes. This was kind of the game where injuries pop up, and Ruby's like, "Okay, we got to make some changes." And Armstrong pretty much saying the same thing, right? Right. So it spurred some changes, and for for the for the better. I mean, you look at, I mean, we'll get into it soon, but there's a defensive pairing right now that I think is the best on the team, and it's not even close. We'll get there. Well,
0: well let's 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 get into that. So, so they lose. They were outscored. Again, eight to two against the Boston Bruins and the Philadelphia Flyers. Combined score eight to two on that road trip. Yep. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Well, awesome. Let's also think about this for a sec. Uh going into the San Jose game, the four games before that, they were outscored eighteen to five. Yep. So things were really, really after the Montreal game really took a nosedive. Yeah. Um, I mean, they just given up so many goals and, you know, you can't blame the goaltenders almost at all, but there are some moments where you wish you'd get a save, but there's also the flip side of that where it's like, how about they cover better? Cause they, their coverage, like all season has been an absolute disaster, mm-hmm. but I think it's getting better mm-hmm. in some spots, but there's also, especially in the San Jose game, which I'm sure we're about to get into. It's like, where is that guy? What is that guy doing? And it's like Colton Pareko every time.
0: Yep. We're going to get into it. No um, here lately, though, it's not just been your boy Colton Pareko. It's been Justin Falk.
1: Yeah. He hasn't been good.
0: I, that, th- that one has been really shocking here to me. But all right. So then the Blues go home. They come home and they take on the Sharks. And when that, Buzzer sounded and the blues won. You would have thought this team was heading to the Stanley cup finals. <laughs> that crowd was berserk. I I could not believe how loud that crowd was to the, to all the credit here to the blues fans. Like they were on their feet. They were pumping and cheering the last four, five minutes of the third period. They did everything possible to help keep their team here in it. Who, who do you think I'm going back here again to the, to the San Jose game. If you had to pick one guy out of that game, for me, it's Callie Rosen. Callie Rosen comes up, you know, again, that's, that's the debut game here for, for Nikita um, Alexandrov. That's the game that they put Callie Rosen back in. That's the game that they brought Tyler Tucker up, yet he has yet to play. But that's a new Boom Boom Tucker that you may have, but we also may have a new Boom Boom Rosen with the shot that in the cannon that's this guy has.
1: <laughs> yeah. If there's, I mean... if there's
0: one guy that you'd be able to pick out of this game that was your either player of the game or just like a notable kind of guy, if you pluck one guy, I'm going to put you here on the spot because we hadn't talked about this.
1: One um, guy you'll be able to pick out. I probably would have gone with Rosen, but just to go a different direction, how about uh, Pavel Buchnevich Gets back on the scoring sheet, couple of assists. Obviously, the second yeah. assist was on an empty netter, but that pass to Kairu on the power play, that was filthy.
0: Yes, and I had actually just said – He just, he misses another chance. Like he's got to bear, like he's getting his chances. He just, he is having some of the worst luck since, oh boy, what season was that? If you remember, there was a few seasons ago where Alexander Steen could not get a goal. No matter what he did, no matter where he shot from, no matter the opportunities, no matter, he could not not use his entire yearly salary to buy himself a goal. And that's what it seems like is going on for for Bucinavich here right now. I don't know about you. I have yeah. seen people saying we need to trade Butchnevich, and I don't understand that in the slightest. I think those people are insane. First, yeah. First of all, Butchnevich this season has only played eight games. Yep. He's got he's he's a half point per per game player.
1: And who's to say the injury isn't still bothering him? Because the one game he played before the injury had two points.
0: Right. So I I don't know. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't understand why you'd want a guy here like Pavel Bucinevich traded. Like this whole town was was up his up his rear end the entire first season. Now he's in second season and he's not producing at a 177 point pace. After only playing eight games.
1: He's got three years left after that or two years left after this. So uh.
0: I, I get it. They're, they're trying to define a scapegoat. I get it that you want somebody to be able to blame. I get it that it's easy to point and, and criticize the top six. I get it. But a guy like Pavel Buchnevich is not that guy. Yep, He's not the reason for these losses. Yeah, Yeah, he needs, he needs Will to score. But if you're actually watching the games, he's getting the opportunities. He's, he's hitting some bad, bad puck luck right now. So I, I don't, I don't know. Booch David's is a, is a brilliant, brilliant pick out of there here for you. I went with the easy one again, boom, boom, Rosen. I don't know. I'm going to start lobbying for boom, boom, Rosen here to just really be able to pick up. If you want to be able to start that as like a, Twitter, Twitter trend, you know, hashtag boom, boom, Rosen, whatever we able to call it, rise, all rise for Rosen. You'd go with it. I like it. Something like that. So they get the win five, three. And then they head to Vegas and holy crap. I, I will openly admit, cause we were talking about this beforehand. I went to bed before this game was over. I went to bed, um, I turned it off actually here when the end of the first period, and it was 1-1. I did not expect this team to win at all. And no. when I also saw <laughs> that you let up 22 shots in the third period to five I am so impressed and so proud of this team I and mean, I it's I want to I want to give Jordan Bennington a hug and just a big old wet one here on his on his lips for saving 22 shots here against Vegas what the hell?
1: It's a Vegas game. I mean, it's a Vegas game. They can turn up the offense very quickly, and they did that the entire third period. And props once again to the Blues. They don't take a penalty in this game. Uh, They get scoring when they need it. Obviously, they go down 2-1, then they bring it back with Barbashev scoring, then O'Reilly scoring 39 seconds later. So they got the timely goals when they needed them.
0: Was it Saad or Shen that had that late third period save? Shin. Was it Shen? Okay. Okay. I couldn't build it. I couldn't tell. Um, and I'm just trying to remember back here, but man, Shen is a is a guy. Holy crap, you want to talk about an MVP candidate. Now he's not gonna be able to put up like MVP numbers, but especially like MVP Mm -hmm. here for the blues this season is Braden Shen. Is it's already Braden Shen. Yeah. I'm I'm calling that here right now. So let's look back here stats this week 2.5 goals for per game 3.25 goals against again they split the, they split the week special teams not so special
1: god it's really 33% bad
0: 3% on the pk and 9.1% power play
1: it's like shockingly bad yeah Yeah. Where's Jim Montgomery when you need him? That's all I have to say.
0: Yeah. Now, again, if you had converted a couple of those, granted, five to one against the Flyers, I doubt you're really doing a whole heck of a lot. Three to one here against the Bruins, like you're not doing a ton, but three to one, you bank in one of those power play opportunities and you prevent What you just kill one of those power plays, that's a different ball game. Yep, that's a real different ball game. Then you're you're in Ethan territory, and you're going three and one for the week.
1: Exactly, exactly. So they're now 17th on the power play this season, and on the penalty kill, they are 29th. And I think the reason that they're not last in the on well, the penalty kill is because Vancouver and Anaheim are horrendous, and the Blues got off to a really good start with their penalty kill. Yeah, or else it'd be a lot worse. And the power play just yeah. isn't the same. They're not generating enough. Uh, the passes haven't been as good and consistent. They don't really have anybody that's willing to just shoot it and go. Krug has been okay, but just I, mean, I don't think Justin Fall can run a power a, a power play unit. I think that they got to stop Mm-mm. that. It hasn't worked. Um, they really miss Prunovich in that regard. And if people are asking mm-hmm. why do you, why is everyone so fascinated with Prunovich? Why is everyone want to see Prunovich healthy in the lineup? Because he can run the power play really effectively.
0: Yes, that's that's his bread and butter.
1: And they're missing Peron because Peron was not afraid to shoot. I see guys on the ice that like Tarasenko. I don't understand why he doesn't shoot the puck more. Like he has a wicked shot, and he can hasn't we... used it.
0: Can we just take a second, and can we tell this team to stop the one timer chances and and the attempts here on the power play? The number of misses on the one timer here on on the man advantage. I I I want to go back and just keep a running tally because it's it's comical at this point at how many times we miss either just flat out fan. On the one-timer or just miss it all together. And they, they they actually get a shot off, but it goes well wide. Yeah. Stop the one-timer. You got to do something else. It's not working. Just they're,
1: stop. They're bad at it.
0: I, I don't get it. Just stop. So maybe this week we'll see something different. But before we talk here about this week, let's look here. A couple of... uh. I I went this week here with with the uh, the theme of stocks risers kind of holding place and falling performances. So this week you didn't have I mean you didn't have any majorly like large standout performances at least statistically speaking. You know, you had three point guys, two point guys and and under in like one point. So I had Ryan O'Reilly, Callie Rosen, and Braden Shen, all with three points this week. Ryan O'Reilly, again, two goals, one assist. Rosen and Shen both with one goal and two assists here. Rosen being the outlier, three points now in two games. Ryan O'Reilly's kind of picking it up. He's on pace for for 25 points this season. (laughs) That's bad. I can't say that with the straight things. <laughs> he's gonna pick it up. He will absolutely be able to pick it up. I'm very interested to see where he's at at Thanksgiving. I'm sure that he is gonna be. It'd be great if he's back in around a half point per game player at that point.
1: I'll be very interested to see what jersey he's wearing in March, though. I will say that if we oh to, don't we want to do that?
0: Don't. Ugh, I don't want to talk about that.
1: I think you maybe should have just thrown Mikula on this list just for the sheer fact that him and Rosen, it's the best pairing the Blues have right now. Like, they were rock solid yeah. in those two yep. games. Yeah. So, I mean, something so you got something there. And they need to be playing more minutes. I don't want to see Colton Preco wheeled out there for 26 minutes a night anymore. Falk, as it's good as him. his numbers are. Uh, He's getting overused. Yeah.
0: He's well, way overused here right what now. What
1: happens when the rest of your decor is terrible? And you have to like Falk may as well played 35 minutes at the beginning of the season with how bad everyone has been Mm -hmm. around. So, but Mikula and Rosen right now, that's a pairing you got to keep together and you got to play them more. And did I see Nico Mikula on the power play uh, last night? I think he was out there for one of them. So let's keep an eye on that. Even though I think I'll have to go back and check here on that. I don't
0: have to go back there and check. So, so let's, let's put a pin here in this and then let's, Let's expand here on. That. Okay, so if they're your best defensive pairing right now, at least this past week, what do you do when Robert Portusa comes back? I think you, you say, keep uh, Cal- I mean, granted, like this is this is extremely small sample size yeah. for Cali Rosen. If he keeps performing, I'm not saying he's going to produce you know three points every two games, but if he's looking strong. Does Bortuzzo become a 7th, 8th defenseman here on this depth chart? I think you
1: tell Bortuzzo to keep the suit on, and he'll be watching from the press box. I think that's what you do. And I don't know what you do with Tyler Tucker. I mean, I don't want him to just sit there and not play.
0: Yeah, I think I think once somebody Bortuzzo's comes back, back and then Tucker's, yeah. Tucker's right back down yeah. in the AHL, unfortunately.
1: Which you'd like to see him play, but there's nobody. I mean, they don't have the stones to take out a Letty or a Pareco. Or, no, and they're
0: not going to, Yeah, Which, and, and they're not going to now.
1: I wouldn't have hated to see that when they were losing eight games in a row, be like, okay, let's see yeah. somebody.
0: Yeah. But for fans like, who don't know much about Tyler Tucker, I will say that he is a new age, Robert Bortuzzo. Take what Robert Bortuzzo does. The hard hitting, um, just really sound defensively in, in his own zone, um, can shoot the puck doesn't really put up a ton of points, but can. That's basically what you've got in Tyler Tucker. Yeah. I think he will put up more points on average than what a Bortuzzo has, or maybe just, you know, peeks out in a round like what Robert Bortuzzo did. But I think in Tyler Tucker, you're going to see the next version of a Robert Bortuzzo. It's not going to be anything like overly flashy, but I think fans are just going to love his physical style of play. So, it's, again, not shocking that he's not playing, but once Robert Bortuzzo is pretty much done with his career and he's getting kind of near that point, Tyler Tucker's going to be here. So, I, I'm thinking as early as next season, you're going to see Tucker either as a sixth or seventh defenseman in this lineup. So Yeah.
1: Well, I wonder, you know, uh in terms of – Kessel where he's at next season. Uh, and then you would think that they're gonna give Sam Marukov a chance at some point to do something, yeah. but yeah, I think a lot of that's dependent on a lot of that's dependent on like injuries and other factors. you know, there could be players that are traded from the blue line at some point this season. Mm-hmm. I don't know who. I for some reason, it seems like teams around the league still think Colton Breako is good. so keep keep them thinking that. Uh, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I obviously don't think that Armstrong would ever trade him unless the team was like, we'll give you a second, and then I'd be like, seriously? And I would do it, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. It just depends on where the team's at.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you can be able to get Chuck flexer to be able to make another deal.
1: I wish – I hope the Flyers end up, like, outperforming and having a winning record so you could give somebody to them and then have them give you a first-round pick, and that pick ends up, like, 18th or something, you know, <laughs> something like that.
0: Yeah um last stock riser here this season and I don't I don't know if he's necessarily a riser here in my opinion but another guy here is Jordan Bennington. 2 and 1 95 for 103 shots a here against um he had a 922 save percentage and a 2.72 goals against average. He's a good this week. You could say stock
1: rising because his numbers were just so bad. Like, his numbers still, they're just so bad looking. Like, it's not his fault, but man, his numbers are awful.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Based here on time, I'm just going to kind of run through all of this here because we are already pretty decently here into this pod, and I don't want to be able to make this like a a two-hour episode because we we could be able to make this a two-hour episode here basically with (laughs) – We'll be able to cover all that we want to come cover here. Um, stock holding performances, two points here this past week. Brandon Saad, Barbashev, Krug, Cairo They're they're doing what they need to be able to do. They're I will doing what they say, need to to do.
1: there's a point pace you're about to mention here that's even funnier or more funny. I guess would be proper more funny than O'Reilly's point pace.
0: Which one here is that? Because I I got a number of them. The Jordan. Let's list it out. Jordan's yeah, thirty-one points. I mean, that's, yeah, Jesus.
1: I mean, twenty-five goals would be nice, but thirty-one point. Yeah, that's bad pace.
0: Yeah, um, and then of course you've got uh, Thomas Butsnevich. They both had two assists here in the four games. Leevo had two assists in two games here as well. All their stock, in my opinion, is holding. Um, I'm not expecting much more here out of most of these guys. I would expect more from Brandon Saad as the season goes along, obviously from Cairo. Um, Tomich, you, Tomich and Buchnavich, you'd obviously like to be able to see pick it up, but it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. So if they keep putting up two, three assists here every four games, like, you know, they're, they're going to have good seasons. They're just, they're, again, it was a slow start here for everybody. And so you may just have a down year. Statistically speaking, for everybody, or at least a good number of, of the forwards. So we'll see. Um Gricey went 0 1. Of course, he had the five goals against here in the Philly game. He was left out to dry on the number of those goals. So I'm not I'm still saying that his stock is still holding. At his age, also, I'm not expecting a ton, but he's looked good for when the Blues need have needed him.
1: Winnipeg, he was good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, fallers, and this uh, this pain had pained me to be able to write this. Falk and Tarasenko, they did not look good this week. They just didn't.
1: As you M- mentioned earlier, I think Falk's uh his his usage is catching up a little bit.
0: Yeah, he's making yeah, some
1: he, uncharacteristic mistakes.
0: Yeah, he he needs a little bit of a break here. Four games, both of them have one assist and a minus three rating. And then your boy, your boy, number 55, put a goose egg up here on the old points spreadsheet and a minus three rating.
1: Yep. Uh, I mean, we I want to love Colton Pareko as a player so much.
0: We saw him pick it up last year in around December. So I don't, maybe we'll see him pick it up in around December. I but wouldn't if hold we're my breath him, on that. If we're if we're waiting two months into the season every single year for him to pick it up, does he just need that long of a training camp?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, like,
0: he needs he needs two to three months to really get his butt up into gear.
1: Well, I mean, he was his numbers last season are better than he actually played in my view. Uh, I think the metrics like him more than they should somehow. If you like actually watch him, it's like. He makes so many bad decisions with the puck and then like a lot of times this season maybe more than ever like his coverage he's out of place so so often and it's just like how do you how do you deal yeah. with this for 8 years how do you do it
0: the number of goals that I have watched him just watch them go by that he doesn't try to actively block them that he just he just looks lost at times it's pretty sad that
1: he's just, he plays so soft for a guy that's that size. Yeah. It's, it's I, really hard to watch.
0: And I was like, I have not met a, a majority of, of these players. I haven't, but Holy cow. Colton Brigo is one of the nicest people I have ever met in my entire life. Yeah. One of the nicest guys, but I'm sorry. He needs to be a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of guy here. That's on the ice. Like once, once the, cards have been dealt I'm not a nice guy kind of guy he's kind of player yeah like he he's just he needs to do something like if we were to go back to that game and I forget which was it against Columbus that he had those three slap shots like right at the end of the period and yeah the same he just like just tore these guys up Give them the chance to shoot the puck. Give them the chance. Like, I mean, do something here. Don't be afraid to to hurt people. Just don't. It's like every single person, they sign up for this. They they understand the risk. Do something. Do something. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Tarasenko,
0: just... man. It was a bad week.
1: He got off to a great start. Uh, yeah. Probably going to slow down at some point. Yeah. Um just not scoring at the rate you'd like to see right now. Right. Uh, another guy where it's like, I hate to say it, but he's probably going to be wearing another jersey in a few months. Um, I did write a little bit about that last week, but yeah. uh, just to, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll turn around. I think him and Buchnevich and Thomas is a line that you stick with and that you mm-hmm. trust. I think they'll get it turned up here mm-hmm. soon. Unless the blues, like, if they fall back and then go one and three or oh and four this week, then you're like, okay, this team definitely is what we thought it was last week. Cause I still right. don't buy them as a legitimate contender. Um, I think they're like a, they're in like the worst spot cause they're probably like a very average middle of the road. They'll probably finish, you know, outside of the playoffs, but like right outside of it rather than just being terrible, which would probably be the best thing yeah. for the future. But um yeah, I expect Harrison to be fine. I don't know about Falk. I don't know. He just – he looks tired. He looks – I he's think I think you give this guy mistakes. a
0: little bit of a break here each game. You kind of reduce his workload a little bit. I think he'll be just fine. Yeah, I would agree. I think he'll be just fine. So, all right. Let's take a quick look at the week ahead. But here before we wrap up, um, let's spend five minutes here on this at this point. So, again, Monday you're in Colorado. Wednesday you're in Chicago. Thursday and Saturday here at home. We got Washington and Anaheim. Ethan Carter, if you had to be able to pick the record this week, um,
1: I'm not going to be quite as optimistic as I was last week. I'm going to be realistic. I'm going to say two and two. I'm going to say they're going to wipe the floor with the Blackhawks and Ducks, and they're going to lose a couple tight ones. I think they'll hang around, keep it close with Washington and uh, Colorado. So I'm going to say two and two. I could see a situation where they go two, one and one where they maybe get to overtime, get a loser point against Washington or Colorado, but please for the love of all that is holy beat the Chicago Blackhawks. I I don't care. Beat them. The blues have completely owned them for some time. Now last season, they dominated them in every game until they blew that one on black Friday, but either way beat the Blackhawks. Blackhawks are not a good team, by the way. Their record is BS.
0: Yeah. I I really wanted to have a reason why the Blues could win against Colorado. But I'm looking at this here right now. You know, you've got October 29th win here against the Islanders, win against the Columbus Blue Jackets, win against the Columbus Blue Jackets, win against the National Predators, win against the Carolina Hurricanes. I don't. Sounds to me like they beat a bunch of bums except for Carolina and New York. And that's what I'm looking at. (laughs) I don't. I'm going to say they're going to win against Colorado. I say they're going to win. I can see it. And I say they're going to go. Borno, do it. Three and one. So we're going to trade rolls. Okay. We're going to trade roles and you know what? I'm going to note, I'm going to note this. I hope you're right again. I hope you're I'm right i note this. Okay. So Ethan says the blues are going to go two and two. Mike says here three and one. All right. It's written down. We're going to keep an eye out here on it. We'll tweet it out here even, and we'll, we'll keep an eye here on this here moving forward. So, um, for fans not looking here at like what we're looking at, Colorado is eight, four, and one. Chicago is six, five, and three.
1: Fake record, fake record. That team's not good.
0: I, I don't think so. It's actually I mean, just, a
1: good thing that they're six, five, and three because number one, they're not gonna be a playoff team. Number two, they're probably not gonna get Bedard, so that's good.
0: Yeah. Then you've got Washington who you yeah, man. They're 7-7-2. Seven, seven, a
1: little Charlie Which, Lindgren uh, revenge action coming up. Is he gonna? Maybe he plays yeah, that
0: game. I don't know. That's a game I still see that they could be able to end up winning.
1: I can see it. I just feel like, historically speaking, I think they beat them last year in yeah. St. Louis. But um, I think the Blues beat them at home, beat Washington in St. Louis last season. But I feel like, yeah. historically speaking, it's usually a pretty tough matchup for the Blues.
0: It's I think this one's gonna be really tough because you got the back to you've got the um the game in Colorado and then you go to Chicago and then you come home and you're at home the next day against is the Washington. Chicago
1: is the Chicago game on TNT?
0: Um I don't know. i will able to find out here. I believe you, it is just momentarily. If, if I'm
1: correct, it's like don't embarrass yourself in front of everybody you got to win that game.
0: It is on TNT and will also be on Bally Sports Midwest.
1: You you don't want to embarrass yourself in front of everybody watching, so you got to beat the Blackhawks. Yeah. I don't have any doubt.
0: This is a schedule that they could go 4-0. I they really it. could go 4-0.
1: The key is making sure you beat Colorado and get off to a good start for the week.
0: Yeah. And then of course, you're you're ending the week here Anaheim 4-1 and
1: then you play them again on Monday.
0: Oh, see, Washington or Winnipeg just beat the Kraken, surprisingly, the good Kraken (laughs) here this season. They just won an overtime three to two here on a Mark Shifley overtime goal. So the schedule, um,
1: the schedule for the rest of the month and into December after this week is pretty brutal. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you're going to be playing at Buffalo, who's, you know, They score goals. They're not really a good team yet, but they have a lot of talent. They score goals at Tampa, at Florida, home against Dallas, home against Carolina, at Pittsburgh, Colorado, Nashville, home, Edmonton, Calgary. So, like, that's four weeks of games right there where it's like, whoa. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. a reason why getting off to a 3-8 and start was not a good thing other than right. the fact that it's just generally a terrible way to start the season. So the schedule, it's not yeah. a good
0: way to be really go about your business. Let's no, be real. <laughs>
1: no, no. So the schedule, yeah, not too favorable. And then after that, if you want to just, I mean, the rest of December, you got Vancouver who stinks Seattle, who will probably be bad again by then. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you have Vegas at Vegas again, uh, Toronto, Chicago, Minnesota. So it's kind of weird that they're not playing Minnesota until new year's Eve. That feels like a, quite a while for the uh, Minnesota wild revenge game after getting destroyed mm. in the playoffs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, get your business done this week, go three and one, go four and i oh. show us something. If they don't, and they go two and two, like I predict they will, or they go one and three. It's like, okay, we know what we have, which I already think we know what we have for the most part. I don't think this team is going to go on some sort of historic streak and take over. But the good thing for them is that I still think the Western conference is pretty scattered. And uh who's good and who's is. not
0: good. It is. And I still see this team a little bit more as like a wild card team. Like now that this is kind of breaking down a little bit more, I still see them a little bit more like as a wild card team than just like a, a top echelon, you know, whatever. I mean again, you've got Colorado and Colorado is eight and four and one. Winnipeg is now nine, four and one. So Winnipeg will actually jump to the top of the central division. I'm just gonna yeah. let that sink in.
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of weird. I mean, with everything we said about them, it's like,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. Then you got Dallas at eight five and one, Minnesota seven and six, and then you start getting into the under five hundred. Chicago six five and three, Arizona six seven and one, Nashville six eight and one, and the Blues at five and five eight no. So, I think I mean the Blues still have a lot of time to work their way. Up this chart, and prove that they can still hang with the, the the big dogs here, at least in the Central Division. I don't know if it's the big dogs in the West, but we'll see. Yeah, well, everybody this is a, else is, this is playing like week, crap.
1: This is the week to figure it out. I think mm-hmm. gonna figure yep. out what you have. So,
0: yep. So, and it's the week before Thanksgiving. So, you know, we'll we'll have one hard week, and then um, you know, of course, they're gonna. Pack it up here because they're gonna have Thanksgiving and, and football here to watch and just what they're gonna do. So all right. I think that's enough here for tonight. Anything else you got to be able to add?
1: Yeah, I think we're uh in for an interesting week. I mean a lot of games finally mm-hmm. playing a normal schedule. It took a little bit to, to get that, but they got it and uh we're gonna find out. So yep. We will see you next time for episode thirty-six. Make sure to follow, subscribe to the podcast stuff, uh, follow the Twitter account at TB and pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Ethan Carter SW. You can follow Mike on Twitter at,
0: at M underscore Meyer three.
1: And we'll see you next time for episode number 36 of the blue note podcast.
0: Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.